Can Muslim women enter mosques freely? On 16th April, the Supreme Court issued a notice to the Centre, the Waqf Board and the All India Muslim Personal Law Board seeking the response to a petition filed by a Muslim couple asking this very same question. The Apex Court said it had agreed to hear the plea in light of the Sabrimala verdict quoted in the petition. One of the petitioners contended that there was no evidence suggesting that Prophet Muhammad had opposed women entering mosques and offering prayers. During the initial hearing, Justice S.A. Bobre and Justice Nazir raised questions on the ability of the courts and the state to interfere with the workings of a mosque. They questioned whether Article 14 of the Constitution, the right to equality, could be invoked against a mosque, which is a non-state actor. The court put forward the question, is a mosque state, is a temple state, is a church state? In her petition, Pirzadeh mentions Article 44 of the Constitution that allows the state to implement a uniform civil code and eliminate the discrepancies between various personal laws in the country. The petition says, and I quote, Despite the observations of this honourable court for the past few decades, uniform civil code remains an elusive constitutional goal that the courts have fairly refrained from enforcing through directions and the legislature has ignored except by the way of paying some lip service. The idea of a uniform civil code is to have the same personal laws applicable to all citizens of the country, irrespective of their religion, caste or gender. However, issues pertaining to marriage, divorce, succession and other family matters are still governed by religious personal laws that vary according to their sources and philosophy. As the Hindu's Krishnadas Rajkopal puts it, the debate on the UCC is centred on the argument to replace individual personal customs and practices of marriage, divorce, adoption and successions with a common code. Those in favour of one code argue that it will end discrimination in religions. Detractors contend that it will rob the nation of its religious diversity and violate the fundamental right to practice religion enshrined in Article 25 of the Constitution. The issue is therefore the conflict between two sets of fundamental rights that are guaranteed to all citizens of India. On the one hand, you have Article 25's right to practice one's religion, of which personal laws is argued to be a necessary corollary, since effectively, practicing one's religion means adhering to its rules on matters like marriage, divorce, inheritance, etc. On the other hand, there is Article 14 of the Constitution, which grants each individual equality before the law and therefore becomes a ground to challenge personal laws if they lead to unequal treatment of individuals and discrimination on arbitrary basis. The debate over whether or not personal laws violate Article 14 continues, but is there any existing legal authority that has examined the question already? In 2018, the Law Commission of India published a consultation paper that states, and I quote, The best way forward may be to preserve the diversity of personal laws, but at the same time ensure that personal laws do not contradict fundamental rights guaranteed under the Constitution of India. Elaborating on whether the right to equality should take precedence over freedom of religion, the paper stated, and I quote, Both these rights are valuable and guaranteed to every citizen of the country, and to necessitate women to choose between one and the other is an unfair choice. Therefore, women must be guaranteed their freedom of faith without any compromise on the right to equality. At this stage, these rights can be reconciled by making piecemeal changes to laws whenever necessary. While the Commission considers it fit to introduce changes to the personal laws, the question remains, who can bring these changes? In 2017, the Supreme Court had deemed triple talaq illegal, though whether it was unconstitutional was unclear as two of the three judges who struck it down did so on constitutional grounds, while the third held it against Islamic law. The Lok Sabha passed a bill criminalising the triple talaq in 2018. However, the All India Muslim Personal Law Board, our stand on the triple talaq is clear. 
Either the center should withdraw this bill or it should be sent to the select committee that should take the opinion of scholars of Islamic law. Mohammad Rahmani, secretary and social media desk in charge of the AIMPLB said, The bill lapsed in February 2019, failing to be discussed in the Rajya Sabha due to the strong opposition against it. Though it should be noted that the opposition to the bill was because of the criminalization of the practice rather than it being struck down. But what have the courts previously ruled on this issue? The petition invokes Supreme Court's ruling for women's entry in the Sabrimala Temple as a precedent for state's interference in the matters of religion if fundamental rights of the individual are violated. The bench called the prohibition of entry by women who menstruate a patriarchal practice that was against human dignity. Earlier, the Kerala High Court in 2018 had dismissed a petition filed by Swami Sai Swaroop Nath, state president of the Akhil Bharat Hindu Mahasabha, seeking to allow Muslim women to enter mosques and offer prayers. The court stated that the petitioner had not provided any material to suggest that there is an established practice whereby Muslim women are being denied entry into masjids. In October 2016, the Bombay High Court had ruled that the practice of denying women entry in the inner sanctum of Haji Ali Dargah in Mumbai was unconstitutional. The judgment also held that it cannot be said that the said prohibition is an essential and integral part of Islam. The Haji Ali Trust later conceded before the Supreme Court allowing women to enter the dargah at par with men. So where do the other countries stand on this issue? Countries across the world are divided on allowing women to enter mosques as the Quran can be interpreted in different ways. While some places allow women to offer prayers but in separate halls, usually away from the inner sanctum, others claim that a woman must pray within the confines of her own room. Interestingly, the Masjid Al-Haram, the great mosque of Mecca, considered to be the holiest shrine in Islam, does not practice gender-based segregation. In her petition, Pierzadeh mentions that Islamic theologian Ahmed Kutti in Canada has said that segregation of the sexes is not a requirement in Islam as men and women interacted in Muhammad's time without any partition. However, on the other side of the spectrum, a death warrant can be issued against those who don't follow gender segregation according to an Islamic theologian in Saudi Arabia, Abdul Rahman Al-Barak. Fed up of being relegated to seats behind screens and entry through back doors, there has been a rise of women-only mosques in Western countries. The New York Times reported that since 2016, in countries like Denmark, Germany, Canada and the United States, women imams have begun to organize women's mosques with varying styles. However, the initiatives are not always welcomed.